Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Plant Powered People Podcast with your hosts, Michelle Kane and Tony Okamoto. Today, we're going to be talking about hosting for the holidays as vegans, something we've talked a bit about before in other episodes. We've done a lot of episodes that are holiday centric. We will link them all in the show notes at plantpoweredpodcast.com. But today, we really wanted to dive deep into hosting. It's almost Thanksgiving. Yes, we've talked a lot about what to do as a guest at someone else's house. You call before, you bring something to share with the table. But what about when you're hosting, probably for the first time as an all plant-based or even as a mostly plant-based dinner, how do you convey that to your guests? How do you deal with the criticism you may receive when that happens? So Michelle and I want to first start by sharing our own experiences before we dive into the how to plan a vegan Thanksgiving at your place. Mm -hmm. And we will talk about, once we get into that, centerpieces that you can use instead of turkey, how to grocery shop for vegan roasts, some recipes that we love serving at ours. But before that, Tony, what's your experience been like? Well, I think the very first Thanksgiving that I decided to host was a, a potluck. And that's something that I do regularly now. It's a vegan Thanksgiving. I host it after Thanksgiving. So it's usually the weekend before on a Saturday. And that allows me to still have something that's for me and that's all plant-based that I get to enjoy all the sides because at my family's house, uh, although they're better, it's not all plant-based. And so I can't enjoy everything. So at least on my own, I have a potluck. I have a menu, uh, a spreadsheet that I put in a, in an email that I send to everybody and everyone can tell us what they're bringing. I usually cover all the sides and uh, the roast and have things like a side salad or a pie or a cobbler that other people can bring if they want to. So that's the main way. But other ways too, we have uh, an annual Thanksgiving in Florida. We used to celebrate Thanksgiving with my parents before but because now I'm married and we split our time, we do Thanksgiving with Paul's parents in Florida and they're mostly vegan. And then Christmas with my family. And since Paul's family doesn't celebrate Christmas, they only do Hanukkah. It works out perfectly because no one has their feelings hurt. And the vegan Thanksgiving is awesome with Jolene and Larry. The way they go about telling their guests who love meat, like they love, 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 love it. It's a huge issue is that they say, hey, look, we're going to cook everything. You don't have to worry about it. Just come and enjoy our company and it'll be really good food. Don't worry about it. And when they say, look, it really is going to bother me to not have a turkey. She just holds strong and says, sorry, (laughs) Uh, then don't come basically. And that's a sad situation, but we each draw our own lines and that's my mother-in-law's. What about you? I really admire that in her. Yeah. I mean, my, the biggest challenge for me was when I first came home as a vegan and we would always host Thanksgiving. My mom would host Thanksgiving pretty much at our house and our families would come over. And so I'd been vegetarian since I was eight. So all growing up, I ate differently, but it never impacted other people's choices. But once I went vegan and became a little bit more passionate about food and my mom started kind of tuning into those things too, she took the initiative to take the turkey off the table. Maybe I asked, maybe I said I didn't want to do Thanksgiving with the turkey on the table. It was like in the moment where I was just feeling like, my my heart can't take this right now. This holiday is just really weighing on me. Whatever the situation 
We took turkey off the table, but my mom made fish the first year. (laughs) So she's like, it was a big enough thing to not be serving turkey that she felt like she needed to serve something. And I know in in the scheme of animals, that's one life for another life. So it doesn't actually make a difference for the animals. But it was a big thing for her. And I appreciated that. And it was the first test of like having the conversations with family and my uncle and the people who would usually come over for Thanksgiving saying we're not having the traditional turkey that's usually there. And a lot of our side dishes will be vegan and plant-based. And most people, we don't have a huge, but our family was a mix of just openly and unhappy about it. And one family decided not to come because there wasn't going to be a turkey there. So that was really sad. And my mom and I had several conversations about it because the whole point of Thanksgiving, it's not about the food. It's about family coming together. And to be a cause of that not happening is really hard. But ultimately, I think it's important to realize that if someone's choosing not to come, you are not the cause of that by serving different food in your home, you're not causing someone not to come. That choice is on them. So while it was something that we sort of like mourned (laughs) losing one of our usual families that came to Thanksgiving, it just sort of was what it was. And then over the years, I think within maybe two or three years, our Thanksgivings became fully plant-based and vegan. And then today, many years later, like my uncle will come, who's the most I think meat loving of the crew who would be very openly dissatisfied with not having meat on the table. Hi, Uncle Barry. Hi, Uncle Barry. He is now pretty excited to come. That's like no big deal anymore. He always cooks like really amazing. He'll find like a recipe on New York Times web Times website or something that uses squashes, squash, not squashes, squash, uses squash and all these things that is amazing. So our spread has gotten better and better every year. And I think we all appreciate at the table being able to be around each other, but also have a holiday that's not taking away from from another. There's no bird on the table. And there, I think everyone's kind of developed an appreciation for that. All of this is to say that there are many different ways to do it. You can do what I do with my parents, which is go and bring the side dishes that we can share. My parents really accommodate me. You can host it yourself, which is what we also do at my place and with vegan Thanksgiving. Or you can do what Michelle has done in the past, which is have a blended, maybe serve an animal protein and then the rest of the sides be vegan. That's definitely an option. One of the things that really helped me, I didn't enjoy Thanksgiving for a long, long time. And especially when it was just it was blended and I just felt like this is not my holiday and I feel kind of uncomfortable around it. I started doing what Tony did, said she did is I started doing Friendsgiving. So outside of the day of Thanksgiving that I'd spent with my family, I'd organize a Thanksgiving with friends and those were fully vegan. And it helped me really fall in love with the holiday, being able to make amazing new dishes and try new recipes and have a, a bunch of people come together, each making different dishes that we could try. It was so fun and I started loving it. So yeah, I second that. Create your own version with your own set of your people that you can really appreciate the holiday and it will take the pressure off feeling like you need to make this day exactly as you want it on Thanksgiving. Yep, and it doesn't have like Michelle just said, it doesn't have to be on Thanksgiving. It can be the weekend after. It can be the week before. It can just be hanging out with your friends, eating good food, spending quality time, and enjoying each other's company. 
Yeah. And then you can also look locally, especially if you're in a bigger city. A lot of places will have different vegan meetups or animal sanctuaries will have Thanksgiving events, usually a few weekends before Thanksgiving in November. And so those are great things to stay tuned to because it can make you feel really among your, your people who who kind of feel as you do around animals. So that that's a good option as well. But let's dive into your hosting Thanksgiving. You want to host either a plant-based or a very plant-forward Thanksgiving. What are our tips? Well, first, you have to decide how much time you have, what you're going to make in advance, and what will be prepared the day of. And Michelle and I did a really... I liked this guide. <laughs> really fun guide for how to make a really easy Thanksgiving. And... There's a video we'll include, and it shows all of the store-bought things you can make that are vegan. Stuffing, mashed potatoes, gravy, pies. There are a lot of accidentally vegan options out there, so they can make your experience cooking a full meal a lot nicer. It's crazy. We basically threw an entire Thanksgiving meal just that we pulled together in a a couple hours because everything was pre-made or pre-cooked. So it you didn't have to do any chopping of veggies yourself or spend laboring in the kitchen. It made it so, so easy. And it was cool because we did it from like Winco or Walmart. Mm-hmm. Or I can't remember what, what store, but it was some store that was not a specialty Whole Foods vegan natural grocery store. It was somewhere that was really accessible. And check that out. There is a lot of good stuff. Wait, before we move on from that, if people are listening and want to go that option, can can you share some of your favorite things? Because I know there's like, I had no idea you could get a cherry pie at Walmart mm-hmm. that's accidentally vegan. And that's the thing. A lot of these things are accidentally vegan, not health foods, and sometimes not the most affordable as cooking f- from scratch. But what are some of your favorites? All right. My favorites. First and foremost, the apple pie from Costco is fantastic. It's huge. It'll feed your whole family. It's fresh and it's accidentally vegan. If you don't have a Costco near you, you don't have a Costco membership, the Sarah Lee fruit pies, Sarah Lee's fruit pies, the cherry, the Dutch apple, the apple, the peach, they're all accidentally vegan. They're in the frozen section and those are like three bucks. Those are some the stuffing that I like the most. Also at Sprouts, they have pies that are accidentally vegan, right? Are, do, are they only they, half pies or are they full pies too? They're not pies. They are like um, hand pies. Like strudels. But the stuffing that I like the most is the Mrs. Kubison's vegetable herb one. And it calls for a broth. And if you make that a vegetarian broth, then that's vegan. Tofurky has a gravy there are instant mashed potatoes. So there are are just a ton of different options available. Check them out in our guide and read the ingredients. I know that that can be a challenge, but Michelle and I just went to the grocery store recently and we're like, what? That's accidentally vegan? What? That's accidentally vegan? And you'll be surprised at what you can eat. Yeah, we've done specifically Thanksgiving vegan hauls from, I think, Sprouts, Trader Joe's, Safeway, Whole Foods, all of these places have their own little versions that you can find that are accidentally vegan. And sometimes they change year to year. So really do tune into that because even just having stuffing from a bag can make your prep that day or just a few things that are pre-prepped can make it a whole, it's like take a lot of weight off of you the day that you're hosting people. Okay. So let me, actually, that's a good point. Let's talk about what we personally use store-bought and what we do 
fresh the day of from scratch. I do the boxed stuffing that I mentioned. That's really yummy. But I do make my mashed potatoes and gravy. I usually do a pumpkin curry with tofu. And I do... What else? Oh, oh! I buy my store-bought rolls. I don't make my rolls from scratch anymore. But if you want to, we have a recipe in the Friendly Vegan Cookbook. Yep. Speaking of which, we have a recipe for a lot of things. And that's usually what I go to, like the usual homemade sides that I'll not want to buy from a store. Mac and cheese, green bean casserole, mashed potatoes, and a homemade homemade gravy. So much better than store-bought gravy, I feel like, always. And and I know it's not super traditional, but the mac and cheese is always a hit. And it goes so well with those comfort foods of Thanksgiving. So the mac and cheese in that book is phenomenal. Yeah, we make that for like any event, but the Friendly Vegan Cookbook mac and cheese is an absolute must. I would say I will always make that for Thanksgiving from now on. It's one of my favorite things. And I'm not even a big green bean casserole fan, but the green bean casserole that Michelle created for the Friendly Vegan Cookbook uh, is really good. And don't you have a friend who was like super picky and well green bean casseroles are kind of a tough thing because people have all different preferences some green bean casseroles use really squishy beans like if you're used to having made them from canned beans that's a really squishy casserole and other people like their beans with like a bit of a chew or a bite to them so we did with our cookbook extensive recipe testing we had a bunch of recipe testers test every recipe including our green bean casserole and so we sort of massaged it based on feedback to get the best green bean casserole that the most people would love the most. And yeah, I think it's really yummy. And with a lot of the the recipes in the book, uh, the Friendly Vegan Cookbook, we share tips on you can make this in advance and then bake it the day of. Mm -hmm. So stuff like the mac and cheese, you can cook the day before, a couple days before, place it in the refrigerator. And then the day of, all you need to do is toss it in the oven and it's no prep work. Yeah. Also, sh- um, not the shepherd's pie. The, oh my gosh, what is it called? What's the other pie with the crust on top? It's like, it's the Allison's recipe. It's like a, a pot pie. Yes, the pot pie. I oh. feel like that would be really good for Thanksgiving. And that's, that's a really, all the time. really yummy recipe. It is a little bit more work though. So yeah, figuring out what you can prep ahead. The other thing that I will usually buy at the store every year is a roast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I usually buy a few different types now. Tony and I actually did an entire video on taste testing the different roasts out there. And that was a couple years ago. Now there's even more. It, it, and also my tastes have changed since then. And it, this, has, this has happened a lot of times throughout my vegan life. I will one year really love the field roast. And then the next year I'll really love the garden one. And since the last one that I've eaten was the Gardein, that's the one I think is the best because I just, uh, they were at Grocery Outlet for $6.99 and I bought a bunch of them. So we just eat them for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the one I've been loving lately. I've found the same thing. My tastes have changed over the years, but I do pay attention to what other people who are not vegan like on the roast front. And I don't know if you've had this experience, Tony, but in my experience, like the tofurkey one looks the most like turkey and it cuts the most like it, like it really is imitating what a turkey meat looks like. And that has, in my experience, been not popular with people who are not vegan because they think this is just a weird imitation. But with the field roast where you can like see lentils in it and veggies and it is not trying to look like a turkey, 
people have been a lot more open to trying it and I've gotten way better feedback with that one. That is actually something that I have experienced as well, which is the field roast on croup. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look like a turkey, Mm-mm. but that one is the one that hands down everybody I've ever given it to loves and will go back for seconds. Right. If you are hosting a celebration on a budget, it should be noted that just like turkeys are expensive, <laughs> vegan roasts bought at the store are pretty pretty expensive too, especially like if you get a, a field roast and you're hosting a lot of people, you'll probably have to get several of them. So that can really add up. There's a couple of things you could do. You could make your own roast from scratch. You can make us you can find lots of recipes online for like seitan roasts and that's really inexpensive if you're making it yourself, although it is a lot more effort. But I think you can prep that significantly in in advance. And then another thing you can do is as a centerpiece, you do not need a big roast. That's what we're used to seeing a turkey in the middle of the table. But there are so many other options. I remember the very first time I was vegetarian only. And uh, my boyfriend at the time, his mom, instead of buying us a vegetarian roast, took these acorns and put wild rice. And acorn some, squashes. Yeah. Ac- <laughs> acorn squashes. Not acorns. Acorn squashes. <laughs> Very crunchy <laughs> Thanksgiving meal. <laughs> acorn squashes. No, squash. squash. This squash. is my bad. Acorn squash. Acorn squash. And stuffed it with wild rice and cranberries, dried cranberries and some stuffing. And it was so good. And I thought, wow, this is way better. And I had never had anything like that before. So it was fancy to me. It was something really special. And the nice thing, so an acorn squash is pretty small. So you can slice them in half and each person can have their own like half stuffed squash almost on their plate, which is really cute. Another thing that my mom did one year, I think one of the first years that we took turkey off the table, she took a pumpkin and hollowed it out. And she also made a wild rice pilaf with cranberries and other things in it. And she stuffed the pumpkin and, you know, you can just have a big serving spoon in there. It's beautiful. It's such a centerpiece and a really creative way to bring more veggies to the table and take off the bird. And if you're not hosting a big dinner and you're just having your immediate family over, There are a lot of other dishes that you can create that are a little bit out of the ordinary. And something that I mentioned earlier was the pumpkin tofu curry that has become a staple in our home. I serve it with brown rice. And even though it's not conventional for a Thanksgiving meal, it's become a favorite for the people who come to my vegan Thanksgivings because it's it's just a little bit different. And then if you want to do something that's also not the most traditional, but is really simple and people might still love it as a side, what my mom always used to do for Thanksgiving is just make a big sheet pans of roasted veggies. And it's so simple. You just put on some olive oil and salt and pepper and any herbs that you want and roast them up. And it's it's a beautiful side dish. I think you made that for uh, the Hanukkah dinner a couple years ago, and it was so good. I you did root vegetables. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a root vegetables. Or maybe it was Thanksgiving. Was it around the... Tur- Probably. We have a recipe on World of Vegan for root best vegetable, like sheet pan, roasted root vegetables. <laughs> we'll link that below. I'll also link the curry that I mentioned. And we'll we'll link a few recipes for you to consider for your vegan Thanksgiving. But I can attest to Michelle's root vegetable sheet pan roasted... <laughs> whatever. It is very good. 
Oh, well, thank you. Oh, let's talk about shopping for vegan roast. Because if you're going to buy a roast at the store, beware. They sell out. They can be hard to find. And both Tony and I have had to drive to like a million different grocery stores to find the right roast at the right time at the right place. So our tips, shop early if you can. If you know you're going to eat something, pick those up as soon as you see them. What else? So if you have discount grocery stores in your area, they will put them out pretty early in the year because it's often roasts that didn't sell the year prior. And you can pick them up and store them and they're good for, I think, a couple years. So I picked up maybe four Gardein roasts for $6.99 each, which is half the price of what they usually cost, maybe even more than that. And I am very fortunate to have a lot of freezer space. But if you if you are in that position and you can get those at that kind of price, do it because they become hard to find the week of Thanksgiving. And then another tip is call beforehand. I know Michelle looked at Trader Joe's for weeks waiting for them to put them out. And they were late, I think two years ago, they were late to put them out. So she had gone a couple times before it was like, okay, seriously, when are you going to put these things out? I need to plan my plan my menu. So call ahead and then shop around. If you, if you have the time, sometimes you can find them significantly cheaper at one store than the other. So if you can and you have you can drive around, I recommend doing so. And the other thing to keep in mind is there's a whole slew of different plant-based roasts now, but different grocery stores carry different roasts. So if you're specifically looking for a field roast, there's only certain stores that carry that. So definitely it's going to take a little bit of calling ahead to figure that out. And then, yeah, if you get it early, you're golden. And if not, you'll have the opportunity to start try some new options for roasts, which is cool too. Another trick that I've really liked recently is going online to instacart.com and typing in to see what is available at stores. So you can often put in your city, then type in what you're looking for, and it'll show you the grocery stores available. So that is also if you're if you're awkward on the phone and don't like calling and asking and being put on hold and all of that, it's an easier way to go about it. Definitely. And then when it comes to preparing your roast, there's also some tips and tricks for that. Once you get whatever vegan roast you get, Tony and I actually last Thanksgiving, we did a live cooking demo for Animal Sanctuary sharing how to prepare a tofurkey roast. And I actually have the recipe and all the instructions for that on World Vegan. We'll link that as well. But cooking it up like you would in a traditional turkey roast with like potatoes and chopped carrots and, you know, fresh rosemary and onion. And then also tips about how to wrap your vegan roast and add a little bit of oil on it or add some sometimes even soy sauce. There's all these different tips to make them taste the best possible, which of course, if you're investing in a roast, you want it to be the best experience possible. So definitely check that out. It's not just pop them in the oven. And then also just take note that some of them require thawing. So if you have a frozen roast, sometimes you'll have to pull it out and put it in the fridge like 24 hours or more in advance. And I know that's something I often forget. And then I'm like, oh no. The other thing that's kind of fun that I have grown to really love about hosting a plant-based Thanksgiving is finding other traditions to integrate that are founded on kindness and to kind of bring those to the table. So you're no longer having a bird on the table. And one of the things that you can do is think creatively of other turkey-like things to 
to celebrate turkeys at the table. So one fun way is looking for foods that might integrate a turkey. So for example, a brand we love, Postabilities, they have pasta that is shaped like little turkeys and pumpkins, just very fall-inspired pasta. There's no turkeys in them. They're totally vegan, but you could make a fun pasta dish that integrates turkeys. Another thing that I've done every year Uh, my mom actually has done this for like a decade now, is adopt a turkey from a sanctuary. Farm Sanctuary has a program where you can adopt a turkey and they'll actually send you in the mail beautiful folded photo of the turkey with their little story and their age and their name that you are symbolically adopting. And so we've always put that on the table as a representation of by choosing not to have a turkey here to eat, we're actually saving a turkey's life. So that's been really beautiful. That's really nice. That was something that was really huge when I worked at Animal Place. It was so special. If you haven't gotten a chance to go to a sanctuary, I know Michelle and I have talked about it a lot, but it is a good reminder of why we do what we do. And turkeys are so cool. And when you go like this, gobble, 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 they all gobble. (laughs) Sorry, exactly (laughs) what Michelle just did. Uh, They all do it back to you. And it's just so fun. (laughs) And they stick their little necks out. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of which, I know we mentioned briefly the sanctuary events that are hosted. But first of all, check out and see if you have a local sanctuary, see if they host events. It is so much fun, aside from having usually a vegan meal provided for you there, which is really cool. You don't have to cook and you get to eat something you can just know is all vegan. You get to hang out with turkeys and the other animals there. It's really fun for kids. It's fun to bring your family along. And we've actually had experiences where we've brought people, at least I have, with me to those events who have left changed eater. They have left things off their plate after being face-to-face with the animals that were rescued from the meat industry. And and at places like Animal Place when they were hosting their Thank the Turkeys event, they would host a vegan meal. That was always phenomenal. And then also you could feed turkeys. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we'd give them roasted pumpkins and butternut squash and they loved it. And to feed them is so special. So uh, I highly recommend doing that. Another thing that I do our Thanksgiving is um, create a little platter that looks like turkey. So I will include one uh, from plantbasedonabudget.com, but it's basically a vegetable platter with a lot of different colorful vegetables. And we used guacamole and put a little face on it and it's really cute. Yeah, like the picture of the bell pepper slices making the turkey's feathers. Mm -hmm. It's just really such a cool centerpiece. That's really fun. And then a tip from my husband <laughs> is he gets wild turkey the drink and he always puts that on the table at Thanksgiving and it gets a chuckle out of people because a lot of times it can be a heavy thing to talk about taking turkey off of the table and to bring some levity to it and just be like, don't worry, we've got turkey for you right here and pop down a bottle of alcohol <laughs> always gets people laughing. So there's another little tip for you. There's a lot of ways to celebrate Thanksgiving without the turkey. That is not what this holiday is about. So, And the bounty of foods that we're really celebrating in this holiday are, it's like the the harvest of the season, right? Like what are some of the amazing foods that, that are integrated into Thanksgiving? Butternut squash, a lot of different winter um, winter winter squashes. And I think it is squashes. Maybe it is. I don't know why that came out the first time, but maybe that's what it is. You Uh, all will have to help us with our grammar. (laughs) I'm pretty sure it's squashes. Okay. Yeah. But Tony's garden is bumping with winter foods. Pumpkins. Oh, yes. All of those good things. Corn. 
Is corn? No. <laughs> Why do I picture? Because they always have those different co- baskets colors. full of food uh-huh. and there's always corn and leftover from summer. If you freeze your corn from summer. <laughs> some corn. I know we've talked a lot about the how-tos of preparing, but we also have a lot of other resources for how to get emotionally, mentally prepared for hosting the holidays or even just going somewhere else for the holidays. There's one episode I highly, highly recommend with Bruce Friedrich, and that is a stellar episode. We're going to include that. We also have episodes on traveling. So if you're going somewhere for Thanksgiving by plane, we have some information for you. What else do you have, Michelle? Yeah, just to be able to have conversations. The traveling episode is actually coming out next next. So stay tuned because we have an episode on traveling coming on December 1st. And all the other ones you'll be able to find at plantpoweredpodcast.com. Check out those resources. And we'll also link both Tony and I have created extensive vegan Thanksgiving guides that link all our favorite recipes and beyond. So we'll include that in the show notes for this episode as well. And definitely check out the Friendly Vegan Cookbook. We have a menu in there in the back of the book. So if you have it already, check the back. We have a sample menu that you can use for your holiday cooking. Yeah, definitely. We really created this book to be a resource. And the holidays were a big part of what was in our mind of when do people really struggle in feeding people and friends and and sharing and food sharing, which is what the Friendly Vegan Cookbook is all about. And the holidays are so central to that. So we, yeah, our whole section is basically created to make you feel supported in, they're mostly sides. So like if you created the sides from the Friendly Vegan Cookbook and got a roast, boom, done done easy easy peasy and we've tested them already for you that's oh that's the other thing that we haven't mentioned but a lot of times you might feel tempted to try a new recipe that you've never made before that you find online and it let us tell you from experience uh testing a new recipe on a whole bunch of guests that may be skeptical is sometimes not the best idea even if it's highly rated sometimes it does not come out even if it was your very favorite non- vegan recipe you're trying to veganize. I just did this yesterday where Michelle and I were actually just talking about how many recipes we have to try over and over and over again to to get them right. And I was like, oh, that actually doesn't really happen to me all that often. Yesterday, I like totally bombed something that I knew and was familiar to me. And I thought all of these things, I love them so much together, they will be amazing. And then it wasn't amazing. So try something that it has a million five-star ratings or you've made before that you've made before or that's in the friendly vegan cookbook that has had a hundred recipe testers so yeah even when cooking from the cookbook i know a lot of people who are like oh but i'm gonna use flaxseed here oh, instead yeah. of banana or something like <laughs> making those swaps which might sound innocent and simple but especially in baking whew, things can go so wrong with that it'll totally change the texture of things and in cooking so just if you're cooking for the holidays try and do something that you've either made or love or that you super super trust the recipe and follow follow it to a T. There's this meme that content creators or recipe creators send around that is um, a negative review. And it was (laughs) like, hey, I tried your recipe and it was terrible. I only changed. I used whole wheat flour. I used gluten-free pasta. I used blah, blah, blah. I changed this. I didn't add the sugar. I also used... (laughs) Oil-free. It was oil-free, but it was terrible. So work on better. recipes. (laughs) And so, yeah, anyway. Yep. Follow recipes if you want them to come out for sure if you're making them for the first time. 
So with that, we hope that this helps you all and that you have an incredible celebration of the holidays, whatever holidays and however you choose to celebrate, whether you're amongst friends that are like-minded or family that's giving you a hard time. Just remember, um, it's, it's one day or it's a few days and try and find what you can to enjoy it and leave the rest. And if you're preparing for having a difficult time with your family, do listen to that Bruce Friedrich episode. It'll give you a lot of encouragement and inspiration to just enjoy the quality time with your family without putting all the pressure on yourself to be the best vegan ambassador and the most knowledgeable person at the table about everything ever. Uh, so we hope you enjoy your we hope you enjoy your holiday and We'll catch you in the next one. Yeah. If you'd like to support the show, you can do that in two different ways. One, you know, we always say how much it means to us to read your reviews. So if you if you listen to the Plant Powered People podcast and you haven't left us a review, we would absolutely love to read a little note from you. You can do that on the Apple Podcasts platform. And then we have a Patreon page. So if you want to support the show financially, even just a dollar a month, a couple dollars a month, that also means the world and helps keep our show going. So you can do that at patreon.com slash people. Thank you all. Have a beautiful holiday. And we will talk to you in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Our sponsors of this episode are really going to come in handy this holiday season. The first is Better Than Bullion. You've heard us talk about them before. We love them dearly. This is a concentrated paste that comes in a little glass jar that works as a soup base for broth. Um, it's great if you're making gravies or, ooh, with I've never added it just to mashed potatoes, but now I kind of want to try that. <laughs> Stuffings, different Thanksgiving dishes. Better Than Bouillon is our jam. And it's a great alternative to the other like little square wrapped bouillon cubes that you find in the store. It's a little more healthful, natural, and they have a bunch of vegan varieties. It's also more sustainable and it takes up less space in your pantry, which I appreciate. We don't have a lot of kitchen space. So uh, the fact that you have 36 servings in a jar and it's a little, a little concentrated paste jar makes it so that you have to buy less of the packaging and also it takes up less space and that's great. Yeah. When you're buying soup broth in a big container, those containers are mostly not recyclable. A lot of people don't know that. So that's a super bummer. And they're mostly water. So they take up the room in your fridge or your in your pantry and they're really heavy to carry home from the store. So bouillon is the way to go in my opinion. Definitely check out Better Than Bouillon. You can find their seasoned vegetable base, roasted garlic base, a sauteed onion, they even have a mushroom and our favorites, the no beef and the no chicken. So if you want to make some chicken noodle soup as the weather cools. What are you going to be What are you gonna be making with it this holiday season? I'm going to be making our full lineup of recipes from the Friendly Vegan Cookbook that we have <laughs> outlined for the holidays. So definitely uh, the stuffing. Oh my gosh, I test that, tested that recipe so many times. It's going to be really nice to be able to just go in and make it mm -hmm. knowing it's going to turn out great. And then, yeah, of course, gravy, gravy for sure. And yeah. then soups. I, I know soup is kind of a weird thing to have at Thanksgiving, but all around Thanksgiving, I want to be eating soup. And one more thing about gravy is that it really requires super flavorful base because that's what it is. That's what's going to bring mm -hmm. it all of its flavor. And that is why I use the no chicken to do my gravy. 
Yes. So definitely keep an eye out for Better Than Bullion. You can find it easily at your local grocery store. Most grocery stores carry it. So that's really handy. But if you can't find it near you, you can always check them out online at betterthanbullion.com. Next up, we are excited to introduce you to Bramble. Bramble is a new sponsor of ours. And Michelle has been raving about their founder for quite some time. So I'm really, really excited about this. Yes, the founder of Bramble, Amanda, she is so sweet. I connected with her a few years back, and she's been on a mission to create the first 100% plant-based and vegan fresh dog food. She's making dog food in her home. So her sweet doggy pets are eating like kings and queens. (laughs) And she wanted to make that available for everyone. She has the belief that, you know, we can feed our pets the way that we feed ourselves. If you look at a lot of generic pet foods out there, they are really horrendous. They're, if you're looking at non-vegan pet foods, they're made from parts of animals that are not even human grade. Even crazy things like you can find elements of euthanasia drug in commercial pet food. And just if you look into that, you're going to want to find an alternative for your dog. So I've been feeding my dog vegan dog food for a long time. And I've felt so much better about that. My dog is, his vets always give the thumbs up. And then when I discovered Bramble, I thought, man, how have I never before considered giving my dog something other than a kibble his whole life? (laughs) For 15 years, he's eating a dry dog kibble. So Bramble's been really fun to play with. You can get their fresh dog food delivered to your door. It comes frozen and you thaw it out, you warm it up and you give them like food, like a meal that's packed with veggies. It's nutritionally complete for dogs. And Chance is the biggest fan. He gobbles it up. He licks the bowl clean. Just big, big, big thumbs up from Bramble over here. Definitely check them out. You can go to their website at bramblepets.com. It's spelled B-R-A-M-B-L-E. You should also definitely check out their Instagram. You'll see a lot of adorable photos of Amanda, the founder, and her dogs. And yeah, if you are just a diehard dog mama or dog dada like Tony and I, this might be of interest to you. Oh, also, I wanted to say for the holidays, we all spoil ourselves. We love food. Food is such a big part of life. And to give that opportunity for your dogs also to get to celebrate with you and have something special around the holidays, even if you just wanted to try Bramble around that, I think that would be a really fun treat for your canine companions. So once again, BramblePets.com, definitely check them out. A quick reminder to check out our sponsors of this episode. We've got Better Than Bullion, of course, which is an absolute essential in our pantry, especially over the holidays. For all your holiday cooking needs, be sure you have some Better Than Bullion on hand. And if you haven't tried it already, you're welcome because (laughs) it is truly life-changing in the kitchen. And then, of course, we have Bramble at BramblePets.com. If you want to be feeding your dog some real whole food, no preservatives, no preservatives, no chemicals, fresh made, delicious, loved, check out Bramble at BramblePets.com. And you can find more about both of our sponsors in the show notes at PlantPoweredPodcast.com. 